Welcome to a new episode with ideas, insights and inspiration for your life, work and love. You are listening to the Constellateur podcast with your host Tom Wittig. Recently, I gave a webinar about virtual team building. This topic resonated so well with many people and I received a lot of follow-up questions and tips and many, many people contacted me. In this episode, I want to make the audio replay from this webinar available. You can find the complete video with the presentation on the website consulateur.com. So please check the show notes uh, for this episode. If you have more special tips and insights about virtual team building or team building in general, please get in touch with me via the website. I will be very happy to have you on the podcast or include your topics and your questions in the next upcoming episodes. Without further ado, I wish you good luck and enjoy this episode. So if we step back for a moment and ask ourselves, okay, what is it about team building and why are we doing this? Isn't it just enough to show up at work and just do our best? Wouldn't that be sufficient? And uh, when I think about uh, team building, and this was something I learned from, I got many insights when I'm working with clients on, for example, employee engagement, uh, employee satisfaction surveys, or uh, building organizational capabilities. Uh, we usually talk about satisfaction. That's kind of an anchor point. But also organizations are interested in how can people give their best in their work performance. And some organizations are struggling with how can we make sure that people even show up to work? So presence or absenteeism is a, is a key uh, problem in some organizations. But on the other side of the scale, if satisfaction leads to a loyal um, relationship to colleagues, to the organization, to the brand, for example, then employees also become influencer in the sense that they will recommend this workplace to somebody else, a new candidate, somebody from their network, somebody in the partner organization. Who knows? So, um, and when I looked at um, many, many surveys over the year, uh, uh, and this is now an experience of almost uh, above and beyond 30 years, I would say, it sounds really long, there are certain layers that we usually uh, find out which are important for job satisfaction and also for uh, team building in a broader sense. One layer is the strategy level. And typically you hear here statements like, I identify with the purpose and mission of the organization or the business, for example. I know where we are going. So this is a what we call congruence between the individual contributor and the organization as a whole. That's a key question that is usually surfacing in almost every uh, employee survey. 
Second category, learning and growth. So how can I develop my professional skills and my personal skills? Super important. In an environment where we cannot grow, it's hard to be satisfied, loyal, and being an influencer. But uh, job satisfaction uh, is the next category. So for example, and that goes back to the strategy, I know how I contribute to the strategy, to where this organization is growing, to what this brand is promising, to the culture of the organization. And I feel respected and valued, key component. And last but not least, and this is probably one of the most important factors when we talk about team building is about cross-group collaboration. So not only working within the team and having a good team building inside, but also working with uh, uh, other groups, let's say other peer groups or even groups outside the organization. And as I said earlier in my career, I made this my mission to be the best team collaborator uh, inside and outside the company. And I received actually this nice award for this. So um, it's actually good to have, but what is more important is what is it actually doing to ourselves, to the organization, to our belonging into the organization and our sense of accomplishment, for example. So what are the key ingredients? And I'm, I'm making a little bit broader context here now for team building. The context is that we have to take a look at our internal team building and external team building. Team building often is understood as a party, a holiday party. We're going out having some fun. We're having drinks. We're having together a coffee, celebrating a birthday. Yes, that is important. But from a systemic perspective, the context is much broader. The question here is about who belongs to our team, what relationships are important for our team in order to be effective, to be successful, and what, what is here now? So this is the famous question in, in a family constellation, acknowledging what is, but also what was there in the past. Is there something that we have not seen, that we are not looking at, that we may even exclude and that is dragging us back? And what is the emerging future that we are looking at? So that is one, one context. The second pillar I call cohesion. And cohesion is not only about the group sticking together, but uh, also it is about resilience, forming some kind of resilience uh, which makes the group, um, uh, let's say, more resistant to uh, threats, for example. But also it's a form of focus so that together our view, our gaze is looking forward to something that is in our avenue, so to speak, in our bowling alley. And also, um, especially right now, when we talk about cohesion, the key question is, how can we even stay connected when we're not in the same room, when we're only seeing each other virtually every once in a while during the week? How can we work together apart? That's the key question that we have right now in many organizations. But that's actually also not new. 
um, when I worked with global teams, we had like 50 teams in different locations, thousands of people. So also there the question is, how do you stay connected, not only via email, but how do you keep the cohesion in the group going? And the third pillar is about capability. So when I, I talked about team building exercises, um, by no means, these are great exercises when you're having fun. I think it's also important to decompress once in a while and, and having some fun. But from a systemic perspective, we also need to take a look at what are the capabilities that we can build as a team, which takes us above and beyond where we are today. And I, I call this systemic capabilities. And this is a little bit uh, the, the introduction into some of these uh, team building techniques. Now, uh, team building is actually essential for survival and growth on all levels. So it's uh, important for the tribe. It is important for the organization. It is important for my own survival in an organization. Only if I become an effective team player in contributing to the team and enabling working with me, then I can survive, the team can survive, and the group as a whole can survive. So this is kind of an overall survival tactic. And I think now we're becoming to, to um, comprehend a little bit better why team building is so important and more important than uh, ever. So I want to uh, give an example and a demonstration of what it means uh, in, in team building to, to gain more systemic perspective. So to go beyond the uh, fun party, the after hour parties, the happy hours together, etc. So let's say we are starting with a, a team, for example, uh, which has uh, two, two people in the organization, small team, uh, person A was there first, then later person B was coming in. But maybe C was coming later and now person C, colleague C, is having uh, a different role. So he's uh, taking the group into a new direction because he's contributing something that the other two did not have before. Together, they are looking at their business, so they're connected to their business more or less and the business is also usually connected to a purpose. So this is what we call, a, let's say, a systemic alignment of the, the team towards a bigger purpose. And also research has shown that when people are more aligned to a worthwhile purpose or what some people call a noble goal, then happiness, job satisfaction and also co collaboration is enabled, is facilitated. Now, when somebody comes into the organization, that's also a form of team building because then we have to make sure how do we welcome somebody into the team so that they can be effective uh, by themselves and together with the team. And also that actually, if we go back even further, we have to take a look at the source. How do we get more people into our organization? Because a team that is closed, that is highly effective, but closed, cannot grow. A group that is closed cannot grow, cannot innovate, and sooner or later, it's going to die, probably at some point in time. 
On the other side of the spectrum, we also have threats, dangers, risks factors, for example, things that we have tried in the past that are failing, market forces which are pushing us to move forward in the, in the other direction. And there may be already some members, some former members of our organization already being having become victim to these threats. So they moved somehow outside the organization. We lost them. Uh, we, we lost them in the battle for the worthwhile purpose, for example. And maybe some of our team members are drawn to these victims. That's often what we see in when I'm setting up a, a constellation with teams, for example. The team wants to move forward, but magically they're drawn into some other direction, which is not clear what it is. And through systemic constellations, we can surface this fairly easily and quickly. Um, and that gives the team already um, a systemic insight and, and a hint where to look and what to integrate into their team, into building their team. So from a systemic perspective, we're not only looking at the happy hour at six o'clock, we have to take a look at a broader context over time and space, sometimes way back into the history of uh, an organization. Now, members of a team also have other choices. So there may be other teams, for example, here, indicated uh, through this orange team. So uh, this orange team is geared towards competition. They may go after the same purpose, the same market segment, the same ideas, basically. So usually our team wants to differentiate, uh, differentiate themselves. So maximum differentiation uh, is important. And if somebody is actually inclined to move towards that team, they are crossing this magic boundary of the system, of the group, uh, and they are, it's almost like a dead. They're non-existent for the group anymore. Now that itself is a questionable habit actually uh, for groups. The question is, is that really prudent or should you not actually take a different perspective, maybe in a different form of gratitude also for people who are leaving the organization? So. Um, in, in summary, there's a group uh, of competing systems, of competing teams, and in order for the, our team to survive, they have to differentiate and draw their cohesion even closer. But there may be other groups that are in cooperation, so we want to collaborate with these groups. And this is an, an, an extension of our team in a systemic perspective. They not belong to our team, but we have a relationship. And also here we can surface the insights. What is it that would be helpful or hindering in these relationships? So now I have provided a much broader context of team building in organizations, not only the existing team, how do we uh, go to the next happy hour, but who's coming in, who is leaving the, the time um, and space continuum, and who do we want to differentiate from? That's, of course, a very le legitimate uh, purpose to differentiate. Only through differentiation, we can actually give our group a life in its own. That's also how what we know from family constellations, for example, that when a new family is formed, 
they are starting to differentiate themselves in various ways from their families of origins and from other families, of course. So, um, so much about the uh, context. Uh, in a nutshell, successful teams have a high systemic awareness and strong capabilities and strong systemic competencies. That means they know about these um, aspects, about these relationships and these components. And they're not only looking at what are we doing for the holiday party, but more looking at who do we become as a team? How do we develop our relationships moving forward within the team? And how do we open up to potentially new relationships, which are nurturing our team, our, uh, building our team from a different perspective? So um, in, in summary, the team effectiveness has certain enablers, which gives the team a lift. And some of these uh, are, for example, making uh, the right connections, driving cohesion within the team collaborating within and across boundaries, integrating what is excluded or integrating new uh, um, perspectives which are serving the organization towards a purpose, a differentiation from others, innovation and learning. I just uh, published um, a, a talk, a special talk about uh, learning from a systemic perspective. Uh, this was part of uh, uh, a longer class that we had in the last month about applied systemic constellations in marketing, sales and branding. And there I talked a little bit about the learning. So it's probably something I'm making available in another context as well. But these factors provide a lift to team building and team effectiveness. There are probably more, but these are the ones I came up with from my own practices. And there are, there are factors which are dragging down team effectiveness. For example, when we are excluding members from a team, when we are in a systemic disorder, so we don't know what our place is, or somebody has taken our place, or I'm taking a place of somebody which is not my place. So that's what we call typically systemic disorders which leads to entanglements and hidden dynamics in organization. So the, the team can feel it, but oftentimes they, they are lacking the insight in order to resolve the issues. That's where systemic constellation provide a great foundation to uh, work with these kind of issues. And of course, deep conflict is usually a source of drowning the team effectiveness. That is actually uh, almost like a death match in the organization. It happens very often when we have competing um, views, let's say competing products, competing approaches, when we have organizations coming together after mergers and acquisitions uh, and so on. So resolving these issues are providing great systemic pathways towards higher team effectiveness, towards higher satisfaction, better performance, uh, up to higher loyalty and retention in the workplace, and also more influence in a favorable way. So influencing people and referring candidates to join our organization. Only through this virtual cycle, an organization can also benefit from the team effectiveness and team building.
So uh, before we come to the Q&A and before I want to uh, reveal a, a, a new resource, um, I want to talk about one systemic practice. Uh, this is just one, there will be some more, will be published uh, shortly. But I wanted uh, in our context today only talk about one thing, a very simple thing. And uh, I was thinking very hard, which is the most simplest thing that we can do. So let's say we have um, a, a new connection to make. Somebody is coming into our team or I'm meeting somebody new, for example. It could even be a new client, a new partner. So the question is, how can I make the connection from the beginning to provide a complete, more or less complete orientation, a systemic orientation? So I can say, for example, things like, hi, my name is such and such. My job here in this place is to do the following things. So I immediately establish what is my place in the organization that provides an important orientation, not only for myself, but for the others who are working with me. Secondly, here in this place, I was the third. Maybe I had previous experience, but here I was the third. Before me came another person. And this place was founded by maybe another person. So it provides a context in terms of the uh, belonging, the time of belonging in organization. That's one of the most misunderstood and uh, unknown concepts in most teams. And we can continue, for example, by saying here, uh, we are working very closely with other groups, for example, other departments in the organization, outside groups, um, people in the ecosystem, such as suppliers, innovation partners, and so on. So we immediately make a connection to who are we working with above and beyond, also indicating that this is an open group, an open group which has connections to the outside. Important signal for our, uh, let's say, spirit minds to make a connection how is this group actually connected? And last but not least, we can say in order to do certain things or fulfill our mission, uh, accomplish our purpose, we believe it is important to, and then I can say a few things, for example, to have regular meetings, to work together, to uh, provide transparent information when we talk about an issue, to work on things together. So that is not only a statement about the, the work culture, but it provides a systemic orientation about what does it take in order to be a member of the group? And where is actually our open and transparent boundary of what distinguishes us from the other group or from the world outside of this group? So I'm encouraging you to try this as a systemic practice. You don't have to do this explicitly at the beginning, but maybe you do it in an awareness exercise with your practice partner or with an insight journey for yourself. So that is just one of the systemic practices. I mentioned a couple of resources and drum roll. Uh, I've been working on something uh, new and I call it the Virtual Team Building Playbook. 
And it's a collection of uh, practical approaches and exercises um, which provide more information about the background. Why is this important? Um, provide how practical how-to information and ready to apply quote-unquote templates, I would call it. So you get a basically a script in how to do it and how to work with this in a step-by-step -step fashion. So this is almost finished and uh, I will publish some more uh, free exercises in the playbook as well as some more advanced things. So uh, this will come out um, probably in the uh, next couple of weeks or so. Another resource I want to mention is um, a guided meditation which will also be made available shortly. Usually I'm publishing uh, guided meditations on the podcast, and this is simply called Team Building. And uh, it talks a little bit about uh, team building from uh, what we are just talking about, the systemic perspectives. And as always, um, this uh, talk and the uh, presentation for from this talk will also be available in the resource library, which is available for free. So you can just log in and there you have all the uh, other um, organization and constellation uh, talks I gave on the webinar. And also here and there, I'm including a bit more uh, audio formats for people who want to have a context about a specific topic. So uh, having said that, I think we're coming uh, close to the end of this talk. So I'm switching uh, off now. Um, let me know if you have any questions about the topic, any thoughts about the topic. Um, I hope this uh, provides some additional insights about uh, team building and also what you can actually do. Uh, I know it can be sometimes stressful when you have an event coming up or a new meeting and you're supposed to contribute an exercise for team building. So why not trying something new, trying something from a systemic perspective, which is not perceived as, as gaming, but really as a, what we also sometimes call a serious game. So an, an activity with a serious um, background behind it. Okay, let me check about some of the questions that might have come in and uh, in the questions tab or chat so you can still use it while we are online here. Okay, question. Uh, the company I work for is going through a major change. For instance, an entire line of business has been sold and uh, few employees are somewhat disconnected uh, during meetings. Then you mentioned a threat. This is a threat for employees and the change in behavior is inevitable. Yes, um, that's uh, what you see in meetings is usually uh, a symptom. No? It's not the cause, it's a symptom. Some people say, okay, we can't work together because people are just uh, looking at the Instagram accounts, etc. I think that's a symptom of something deeper that is happening in many organizations. The question is, I would ask is, what is preventing us from sharing our undivided attention in this short meeting? Why are people uh, actually looking away at something different and not looking at the shared purpose? That tells me, for example, that uh, the shared purpose has not so much attraction power than something else. So something else is more important 
then uh, spending this time together, producing something, updating each other, uh, problem solving something, etc. When it comes uh, through, uh, and uh, here the comment is also talking about uh, change. And thank you for bringing this up, Ellie. I think this is a great, uh, great example. When the topic is about change, um, and this is also something I, I talked about in in, uh, in the course and also on this webinar about the dynamics of change a couple of uh, podcast episodes ago, uh, or webinar episodes ago. In change, uh, all the things are in motion. And when leaders are not communicating effectively about change, then all the members of the systems are filling in the blanks. So it's almost like you're painting your own picture based on the numbers that you see on your radar. No? So it's like this, this children's book where you paint a picture by following the numbers. So the role of leaders is to provide the context and paint the picture. What is, what is not, what is changing and why, and who is part of this change, who is affected, and who is also going to be part of the organization after the change. What many people and mo most leaders forget is actually to say when it's over. And that leaves an organization in a constant alertness, which is very unhealthy for the organization as a whole on the team level and on the individual level. So it can make literally people and an entire organization sick. I'm just saying this as an example no? in, in about the things to consider when it comes to, to change. The question is, how can you also refocus uh, the team and re-engage re the team, re-energize the team? And I think this requires a deeper movement than just saying, hey, I know these are bad times, uh, let's have a little bit of easy time together. Socializing is important inside and outside the workplace. That's how we build our, uh, how we build our uh, relationships, how we live our relationships. But in order to get to a next level, an organization which is going through a major change has to shift the view their systemic perspective towards this renewed purpose, towards the what I call the emerging future. It's actually not not uh, a word that I have created. I think it comes from some other systemic theory, theory U, etc. But uh, I like this picture a lot because it it gives us an image about what is emerging from where we are today to where we are going as an organization. If people don't get that information, and that's why leadership is so crucial and leadership communication during change, if people don't get the information, they will basically check out and do something else. Okay, um, let me check. Any other questions? Uh, I think that's it. Um, yes, you're very welcome. So this uh, talk was at a little bit unusual time. Uh, I hope that works for some other people. Again, it will be made available uh, later on. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm very much looking forward to your feedback. If you want to test drive the new playbook uh, for systemic team building, uh, I would like to invite people who are on this live call. So send me um, a message to 
simply the following email info at constellateur.com and uh, I will get you a free access to this new and evolving class where you can find a couple of these uh, playbooks and you can play around with that. So having said that, uh, this was the second to last, um, probably second to last webinar before the holidays, before my holidays actually. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow for another topic about um, careers and career constellations. Until then, I wish you good luck with your own team building and being part of a fantastic team. So good luck and take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found interest and insights for yourself and for others. Please share this episode with your family, friends and colleagues.